You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here's the windup and the 0-2 on the way, and a swing and a miss, strike three. And Felix Hernandez wins one to nothing. He shuts out the Yankees here in the Bronx. One to nothing. He strikes out Robinson Cano. Felix with his third complete shutout of the season against the Red Sox, the Rangers, and add to that list the New York Yankees. The Mariners win it one to nothing on an absolutely brilliant performance by Felix Hernandez. Holy smokes, what an outing for Felix here in New York. August 4th, 2012, the King Felix Hernandez blanking the Yankees one nothing, and just another brilliant effort by Felix Hernandez. Felix Week continues on Mariners Classics. We continue to celebrate on Mariners Pod. Shannon Dreher is going to be here in just a minute. We're going to talk all about Felix. And there are very few people in the world, maybe just one, maybe two, that have seen more starts from Felix Hernandez than Shannon. So that's going to be a fun conversation coming up. You'll also hear Shannon's very favorite Felix start as well. So we're going to hear that one on Classics tonight, the one where he just dominated the Yankees on two hits. It wouldn't be the only one, as we have one later in the week where he dominates the Yankees on two hits. So that comes up in a few minutes. Also at the end of the podcast, we'll hear from Felix after that start where the Mariners beat the Yankees one nothing. We have some really fun stories coming up later this week as we continue to celebrate Felix. Right now, though, Shannon Dreyer's here. Well, Shannon, this is fun. It's Felix Week. Happy Felix Week, Shannon. <laughs> Used to have Felix Day. Now we have a whole Felix Week. Now we have Felix Week. You know, I was thinking about this as I was putting together the games for this week, and it was not easy. I mean, picking seven great Felix Hernandez games. There are plenty to choose from, but I was thinking about you and how many Felix starts you have seen. I mean, he's thrown over two, uh, over 400 starts, right? And I'm thinking about how many people have seen the vast majority of those starts. It's a short list. I mean, you are way up there. You have seen so many of these. Yeah, I think for a, a period of time, I saw every single one of them. Wow. Um, because, A, obviously I travel, and I've only missed one and a half series on the road since I started in 2003. So anything he did on the road, I was there for. And then for the longest time, I want to say probably through 2015, even if I had a day off, and that's where I'd get my days off Friday, Saturday on the home on the home stands when we were home, even if I had a day off and he was pitching, I would come in and watch because there was the chance that something special would happen. So I could probably, and I probably should, go back and count. So basically any Friday or Saturday game, 2015 on, there's a chance that I wasn't there, probably a decent chance, but everything else I was there for. And you know this, the ones that I wasn't there for on those days I would follow along until a hit was given up. And I always left the order, you know, if this is a no-hitter, I will be in, and I will be covering it. Oh, that's so right. So, I mean, it's Rick, probably number one, right? He's probably seen more than anyone. And, and then you, Rick and then you, I think, is how I look at this, which is amazing. That is so many starts. That's so well, great. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it was, I mean, we knew he was going to be special coming up. I remember him as pretty much the first prospect that was really widely followed mm. for the Mariners. I, I think, and at least it is in my mind, it was the first time. That's when a lot of the blogs were starting to kind of really get some prominence. You saw the lookout landing, which I think was Leone for third at the time, mm. and USS Mariner writing about prospects. So we, we had an idea of who Felix was at the time. And I think, and I'm not absolutely sure, but I think actually in 2004, he might have made a spring training start or an appearance, or it might have even been like a B game. But I think I saw him at that. But I definitely remember his first spring training start in 2005. That's the one where his cap kept falling off. And he was hmm. so embarrassed by that. Every time he made a pitch, the, the hat would come off. And it was it was uh, comical. And he, he did not appreciate that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And that's it's one of the things that, um, you know, I absolutely treasure in this job that I was able to see him uh, just start to almost finish. And it's amazing to look back as I'm combing through these games and trying to pick out which ones to choose. I mean, there were so many great starts. I mean, the perfect game, nothing gets better than that. That's one of the Greatest starts in, in baseball history. But, you know, in the, yesterday, we a complete game shutout against the Red Sox in 2012. And then on Classics Tonight, we're playing, it was just a, a month or so later, he shut out the Yankees one nothing at Yankee Stadium on two hits, too. And just a loaded Yankees offense, you know, Jeter and Cano and Teixeira. And just total domination in at Yankee Stadium. It's just these games were incredible to go back on to see what he did. They really were. And I think the Yankee Stadium were some of the most fun ones for yeah. me to watch. Um, we know that he really enjoyed the big stage and, and you would see just a different level. And I always thought that Felix had a different level. He didn't always know how to get to it. But man, you put him in that stadium in front of the crowds and all of the, the talk that would be around those starts. And he just absolutely brought it and enjoyed it, which was one of the fun things to see. But, yeah, that lineup was absolutely insane, and they couldn't do anything with him. And then you throw in the all that talk that we heard for years. Well, you know, he's going to be wearing pinstripes mm. someday. Everybody knows that. It's obvious the Mariners will never vote, you know, never come up with the dollars to keep him. He's going to want to be on the bigger stage. And all the while, Felix behind the scenes just kept saying, no, I want to be here, I want to be here. And, and he, he kind of got a little bit of a chuckle at that and, of course, backed it up but anytime we would go into new york you've been in that clubhouse and it would just be full of new york media and you would all of a sudden turn around there would be like about 30 of them at felix's locker just kind of <laughs> egging it on a little bit and he I, he had fun with it he loved going out there and and shutting down the yankees the way that he did we have two of them this week two different uh two hitters against the yankees coming up and we also have uh, one of his other, you know, it's funny, not one of his greatest starts on the mound, but we have his Grand Slam game coming up this week, which I know he's always fond of. That was a blast. <laughs> that might be my favorite post-game interview of all time, and I don't have it, and I can't find it, and I oh. wish I could. Um, but that game, my gosh, the drama in that game with Felix, uh, you know, being Felix on the hill and then stepping up, to the plate and i called the grand slam by what? the way in the press box uh, well why wouldn't i i mean the bases <laughs> why not it is, is the way that i felt about it and sure enough 
he did it. And then later in the game, he, you know, twisted the ankle. So the highs and the lows were just absolutely insane. And I remember we got down into the clubhouse and that was about as raucous a clubhouse as I can remember. And even though there was concern about Felix he mm. was, with the ankle, he wasn't too concerned. He was laughing. But his teammates, um, Jose Lopez, Unieski Betancourt, Adrian Beltre, they were sitting around uh, one of the tables in the middle of the clubhouse, and they were just laughing at Felix. It was just uproarious laughter and doing imitations of him hitting with his eyes closed and his shoelaces untied. And they just were almost rolling on the floor. They were laughing so hard. And them relaying the story, giving him no credit whatsoever as a hitter. It was yeah. an absolute uh, – it, it was uh, just so fun to watch and they had such a blast with it too and Felix at that point um, you know he got a little sheepish about it and then he got a little bit mad that he wasn't getting credit for it but uh, the laughter in that clubhouse afterwards it, it was easily the most I just went from player to player to player and uh, Lopez and Beltre in particular were just absolutely hilarious about it. You know, it's funny going back through these games and listening to them. There's things you forget. And I'd forgotten about the injury where he only pitched four and two thirds in that game because he had to leave. And they talked to, I think, I think it was Bloomquist on the field after the game. And at that point, he just wasn't sure. He's like, you know, Felix may be out and he's, he's kind of down. And it mm -hmm. obviously changed when they got to the clubhouse and he was fine. But it, it, there's so many details that you kind of forget as time marches on. It's fun to go back and listen to. Yeah, it is. And that's what I've really enjoyed in, in these games and having the opportunity. Because, I mean, we think we know the whole picture, but so many things just kind of fade with time. And you hear yeah. the highlights, but the stories and other things that happen in games and what got them to those circumstances and situations have been so interesting to, to get into. And, of course, anything that Dave Niehaus is on or Ron Fairley or even David Henderson, just hearing those voices again, have been so much fun. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it's... Um, it, it's the one thing that I'm going to miss from this whole episode with the coronavirus is just getting to listen to radio with Dave Niehaus and listening to it the way that I listened growing up as a kid. And mm. uh, this is how I fell in love with radio. And, it, it, you know, some of the first broadcasts that we played. It really reminded me of, you know, those days, you know, under the covers or the radio because you're supposed to be <laughs> yeah. asleep and, and that kind of thing. It, it, it reminded me of that. And that's taking it way back. But, you know, my hope is others are listening to it like that, too. And, you know, maybe there's some kids out there that are now, you know, hearing it and getting entertained by this and falling in love with not just, you know, baseball, but baseball on the radio and radio the same way that we did. Yeah, and it's been fun for me, too. There are games that I remember vividly because I was there, like the last Kingdom game, for example. I was at that game. I never heard that broadcast, so it's been fun to go back, and I get to hear the broadcast that I never heard, and it's <laughs> it's been so fun to have games like that. Yeah, it's funny because some I've heard and some I haven't. And then you it's like, was I there for that? Yeah, <laughs> right, I was there. What was I right. hearing? Was I in the booth? Where was I? And uh, it's just uh, there's so much that you can pick up in a couple of hours. And it also, you know, anytime you can put yourself there, it, it sparks memories that are more than just, you know, you're thinking about it. You feel like you were there for some of these calls. And it, it, it's a great escape right now, but also just a, a great reminder of uh, just 
some of the greatest moments. It's it's an odd history that the Mariners have. Mm. It's very unique, and you know the individual, the big moments. And you think about the number of Hall of Famers that they have, and the big moments that they had. And you know, there's a reason why it's not just what we're playing. It's not just what Root is playing. But you turn on ESPN or the network, you see a ton of old Mariners games mm-hmm. being played right now. It, it's um, you know there were very there were a lot of special moments and special players in this organization. Yeah, and Felix was certainly one of them. You know, it's it's fun to go through the game log from the year we were just talking about, uh, 2012, and see just, I mean, some of his starts that year, as he was just rolling along, you know, eight innings, one hit against the Twins, you know, a complete game against Texas, three-hitter, fanning 12, two-hitter against the Yankees, uh, of course, the perfect game against Tampa Bay, it's just one after another, and all of these, I mean, we know about the offense then, you know, multiple one nothing wins along the way. It's just, and uh, we knew it at the time. I mean, he was dominant. He was awesome to watch. It was an event every time he got on the mound. But it's, looking back on it, it's still striking just how good and how dominant he was. Yeah, and I think the one nothing wins and the one yeah. run, and the, I think that that is just, I think it's something that you think about his legacy, and, and it's a shame that he wasn't able to turn uh, the one nothing losses into wins. Mm-hmm. But for him to go out time after time after time after time, and you talk to you know pitchers and pitching coaches, that's the toughest situation to be in is a one run game, let alone a one nothing game. And uh, for him, uh, it, it was. I don't know if he was conditioned to it or I don't know if it was just his greatness or, but you know, or maybe those are the situations that, that pulled that bit of extra out of him that I was talking. I mean, maybe that helped make him great was that he had to be great in that situation. But uh, in, in 2012 in particular, just to see it night after night, start after start, uh, I don't know that we'll see something like that again, that a, a pitcher has gone out yeah. under those circumstances, under that duress, I think would be the right word, and, and just shook it off and just been dominating the way that he was. And, you know, back then that was the true, he was the true stopper. He mm-hmm. was, I, I called it wind day when Felix was on the mound. And I, I know that other clubs sometimes have that. And it's kind of like an unofficial stat that I have. But if you're able to steal a win on that day, that is so big for your club. If you're going against the team on their win day, because you'd walk into the park that day, you'd walk into the clubhouse and everybody felt they were going to win. And that's such a boost for that, you know, for the other 24 guys on that team. And he provided that for a long, long time. I was looking back at his 2004 to uh, 2014 rather and that stretch he went in at the end of the season, I mean, he ended up with a 2-1-4 ERA leading the league. Just untouchable during the course of that season, which is remarkable. I still think, and it's it's close. I mean, Kluber was great that year as well, but man, having a second Cy Young award would have been pretty great. It would have been. That was uh, that was a tough one. It was a tough one the day when that news came down. We were all yeah. over at the park, and they had a news conference, and Felix was on hand waiting the call, hoping that he would get it. I think he knew there was a possibility that he wouldn't, but um, very gracious when he didn't. But we were all, I think, 
rather shocked that he didn't. I, I think that, you know, not just because he was in our backyard, but we did see those performances day after day after day. And we did know that what he was up against in that time. The second Cy Young, I think it was so deserved. And I think that there were other times when he was very close as well, but none so much as that. Uh, you look at the dominance that he had and how it kind of evolved and how you started seeing it coming in 2009 when all of a sudden that changeup looked a little bit different and he was using it a little bit more mm. and that he was able to ride it that long. Um, it, it was pretty spectacular. I would have loved, I know that would have meant so much to him to have that second award, but uh, one Cy Young, one perfect game, he, he's got some pretty good hardware yeah, of his own. That's for sure. Outside of the perfect game, do you have a favorite start from Felix Hernandez? I do, and I have a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it's not in this week, is it? It's not in this week. Oh, no. And I went back and I looked. I'm like, did we play it last month? And I don't think we did. Okay, tell me which one, which one. And I thought that we were going to play it on Monday because I looked at the schedule and I see, oh, Felix versus Boston, one nothing. It's the wrong one. What have you done, Gary? Oh, I I actually have a very good explanation for this one because I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's the one nothing win against the Red Sox, right? In uh, 2007. Yeah. So uh, the explanation for that is I don't have it. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. The Matsuzaka debut. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Let me find the exact date, and I can tell you. April 11th, 2007. Okay, so I from 2007, I have full games in September, August, July, and June, and nothing before June in terms of full games from that year. So I, I don't have that game, which hurts. Where's Neil Scott? I know. <laughs> I know. It's because, it, I mean, it, that is one of the all timers. I have the last, I have a highlight from that game. I think when he finishes it off and it's Dave calling it, which is sensational. I would love to have that whole game. I don't, I also don't have his debut, which is unfortunate. I would love ah. to listen back to his very first game. Gosh, it's not hard to put a cassette tape or a tape or a, anything into a machine. Yeah, 2005. Two, audition. Two, we yeah. had it back then, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, it, there were CDs now. Uh, CDs then at the and when his career started, we're on CD then, and it's it's weird how, like 2007. Why would like two months be missing? I have no idea, but that's the way it is. I mean, I'm still, I'm still searching and searching and you know i just came up uh, i didn't kyle brown at, at 710 just found like five boxes at the station which was great because he unearthed like all of 2002 which i didn't have i didn't have one game from 2002 so kyle found these boxes last week so now i have the cameron four home run game which i didn't have before but there's still you know we're fortunate in comparison because a lot of teams haven't kept very much at all. Kremen kept a lot, but we still have, for whatever reason, we have some holes. And that Felix game is one of the ones that really hurts. Wow. I no, know. that one, that is my favorite. And as dominating, obviously, as the Perfecto and Special was, that game, 
start to finish. And of course, he gave up the hit. J.D. Drew lead off, leading off the eighth inning. So we thought we could be heading for a no-hitter at that point. Uh, he had the poise to get back and finish off the one-hitter. But going into that game, he was so excited because that game was actually broadcast in Venezuela. Mm. And it was one of the rare opportunities that his mom got to watch him pitch. And so he was just, uh, that was a game that, you know, was very much on his mind. He was very excited to pitch. And he also, I think even back then, you know, 2007, just a couple of years into his big league career, I don't think he wanted to hear about Daisuke Matsuzaka and all the, <laughs> the fuss about that. So I think that was, I think that might have been one of the first times we saw that extra kind of gear. We saw him really kind of step up to the big stage right there. Um, and this is funny, I shouldn't have done it, but uh, and this is one of the more unprofessional things that I've ever done. But he didn't do an interview on the field afterwards. Uh, but when we came back into, we didn't go to the clubhouse, but as you know, it's a, it's a closet, it's tiny. Yeah. They had him in that area just outside of the clubhouse, and people did their interviews, and they kind of held for me to do, I can't remember if it was live or not, but before I did it, and he was... He was so emotional and so happy, and I just looked at him, and I'm like, I got to give you a hug. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was such a baby then. He was, what, 20 then? Yeah. 21. Just, he just turned 21, I think, the week before. And it's just like, you know, he was so overjoyed, and he was doing that for mom, and I'm like, I've got I hugged him. I've never done that before. <laughs> but, I mean, that's how excited and emotional and just how just a neat moment that was that um, – it was it was absolutely special. But that's my favorite Felix start. He was so dominant, and he just he shut down everybody in that game. Um, just so young, and I think that was one of the times when we looked at him and said, "Yep, that's the real deal right here." Yeah, and at Fenway Park again, you know that lineup was loaded. I mean, Euclidus and Ortiz and Manny and Ferretech and Pedroia. I mean, up and down, they could really hit, and that's what makes it. Not much more amazing. I mean, one hitter in that ballpark against that team? That's ridiculous. Yeah, and that was before he really had kind of the wicked, wicked changeup, yeah. too. So it was different. He did have the fastball, so that really kind of bled. And it was a cold and damp. It was a freezing cold day, something that he hates. But um, it was uh, it was, he, j he just grabbed the narrative of that just and stole it away. And you're right. Those, those hitters were uh, among the best in the league at the time. And uh, he served notice, I think, in that game. Well, Shannon, I'm going to do my best to try and find that one. Maybe we'll get lucky and MLB has it stored away or something. But I would love to listen to that one again. That's for sure. That's a good one. You're off the hook because it's. I got up this morning and I'm like looking and I'm like, I what know. do we got? And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. So we're leading off with my favorite game. No, no we're not. I know. Wrong one. I know. Gary, what are you doing? <laughs> I, know. I know. I would love to hear that one, too. I don't know. Maybe we'll find it. Well, uh, thanks for taking some time. Thanks for sharing some stories. This will be a fun week, I think. Oh, I think so, too, even though we don't have my favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> the pitch. Swing and a miss by Martin for strike three. So Felix Hernandez, his fifth strikeout of the afternoon, another one, two, three inning. And Felix has been absolutely outstanding here in the Bronx. No doubt about that. He was outstanding in the Bronx. Here was Felix after the game. That's awesome, man. Was, um, from the beginning, it was a great game. From the beginning, yeah. 
Corral throw a great game. Great game. Gave us an unbelievable game. I mean, I shake off like four times only. Yeah. And it's a complete game. Looked like Jason had a lot to work with. It looked like your pitches were working for you today. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I throw a lot of, I bounce a lot, of Jason. But you know, all the pitches was working. I was throwing a lot of strikes. I was getting ahead in the count, and uh, that's the key against those guys. You know, you got to throw strikes. You got to go after. Do you think that was the best game you've ever thrown? I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's been it's been a lot of games, so I don't know. Probably it was a good game, but yeah. I don't I don't think it's one of the best. When you consider the way they have an offensive team that hits a lot of home runs, a one nothing game like that, it's got to be right up there. Yeah, I was in my mind the night then, you know, against uh, Cano. I mean, I just got to keep the ball down and uh, make sure he chases he chase his light. And so it was great. How much you have to pitch to the stadium here with what they've got? How much of a danger is It's dangerous because, you know, the choke ball part and uh, you got to keep the ball down. I mean, maximum with all your pitches and you'll be, you'll be okay. Jason's been catching quite a bit. Do you have a pretty good rhythm going with him? Yeah, yeah, actually, yes. I mean, he's, we're in the, in the same page every time and uh, do a pretty good job. Yeah, no problem. As it's going along, getting seventh, eighth, inning, and it's a one run game, do you feel more pressure or do you get more uh, pumped up as you go along? More pumped up, yeah. I mean, a little bit more because it's a one nothing game. I just, I mean, I had like 60 pitches in the eight, so I just trying to, I mean, I just trying to finish the game. <laughs> How much satisfaction is that for you to finish the game? I mean, all, all pitchers like to do it, but for you to do it in a game like this. I mean, it's always special, you know, when you throw a shutout as a pitcher. So, it's very special. Did it feel to do one nothing in this ballpark against that lineup? Is that this rank is one of your all-time favorites? Yeah, I would say you might, but you know, I've been been through a couple of good games, so I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it about? Obviously, they always have a stacked lineup, but you always pitch well here. What is it about the stadium and your ability to translate to this this ballpark? Don't know, man. I don't know, man. I mean, just like I said, you're trying to throw a good game here. I mean, you know, New York City is—I mean, baseball, baseball city—and the fans, the fans here, they love baseball, so just trying to, you know, have a good game. What was it like going to see Troy again? A little weird, and still. Well, you know, I mean, it's baseball.